Want to make your own podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. Here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like I have an outlet for the creativity and ideas I want to share with the world. I recommend you give it a try. We all have a voice, so share it with the world. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. God's children are not for sale. And that's the main focus that everyone has to take when it comes to this movie, that children's innocence, their lives, their very existence, their soul is a precious thing, and we've got to protect it. It's easy to have a movie about the Holocaust 50 years later. It's easy to have a movie about genocide in Rwanda decades later it's harder to have a movie that talks about a subject like this while it's going on while the numbers are rising and it's harder to stand up and to be that voice that's screaming we got to do something and look back to the holocaust time you had people in the towns just down the street from auschwitz that had their fingers in the ears were saying that's not taking place did not want to investigate it did not want to, even when the ashes were falling on their city from the crematoriums, it wasn't until the Allied troops came in, took them by the hand, that it became real. I think Satan, in the end, thinks that he's going to pull something out. He reads Revelation, he knows it better than we do. At the same time, says, well, yeah, that's God's fairy tale book, and I'm going to come back in the end, and this is going to happen. Since he's the father of lies, you just, he, he believes his own, his own truth, which happened to be lies, that he just deceives himself. Welcome back to the Days of Noah, everybody. Um, we kind of have a special treat today because Luke, my co-host and brother, is actually in studio with myself and Mr. Don. He is up from Louisiana and renting a super awesome 
Yamaha bike to get around on the back road. Motorcycle. Motorcycle, yeah. yes. Have some fun, <laughs> right? Big old 1200 Yamaha. So, yeah, this is a nice treat to have him uh, up here in Wisconsin and visiting. And so I uh, twisted some arms to get these guys in here and said, let's do uh, let's do an episode together. Your so, birth had something to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you had a birthday. I, I did have a birthday, didn't I? Happy birthday. Thank you, Don. I didn't know that. And I'm, I am sorry about not, not inviting you. So it was your the... birthday on top of it that I wasn't invited to. Yeah. Oh, fair so... enough. I'll, I'll cry myself to sleep later. I know. You play with your Pokemon cards we'll or be... get whatever yeah. you do. Whatever it is I do. Yogi-O, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. I don't I, know if you're I've into I've never that. been into Dragon Ball Z, okay. but uh, Pokemon could probably entice me if I really gave into yeah. it. Yeah. I guess Power Rangers were getting big when we were in... High school, maybe that was a thing. Not for me. No. My, da- my daughter. We didn't. Likes we those. didn't get into it, but it was getting traction. It was getting big. Somebody was into it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough banter. So we thought today, um, current events, we would talk a bit about Sound of Freedom, the movie. So this is obviously in the news a lot, and there's very controversial takes on it. There's a lot of opinions. And I don't know if you guys have seen any of this, but, like, I will scroll through Twitter from time to time and get, you know, that's kind of where I like to get my news, because I like either the people that I follow or those people commenting on other people, you know, so you hear about what's going on in life. And um, there are those that are taking a hard stance against the movie and i'm not talking about those that are part and we'll get into that those that are part of the trafficking system part of the you know you go up the chain and it's the satanic worshiping you know that sort of sex trafficking and and mind control and all of that like we talked about with fiona barnett and her story of ritual abuse but so there's that side that's obviously going to push back against a movie because they don't want things like that exposed But what's interesting is I saw, like on Twitter, for example, people saying, oh, this is a PSYOP, or they're part of the problem, or some of the children that Tim Ballard rescued, you know, two weeks later they were gone, where are they? So they're accusing them as not actually rescuing, that the story, even of the specifics of how, like, this boy and girl, where the story starts the movie... Sound of Freedom starts didn't actually happen that way. I don't know. So one of the links they gave was this. I forget. It was like Lynn Packer or something like that on YouTube, and he's got these reports and he's reading off different things and he's like, "Oh yeah, um, Congress was investigating um, Operation Underground Railroad, which is Tim Ballard's organization, and about use of funds and." Uh, and then suddenly that was swept under the rug. So then the investigation stopped. So they're like, what's going on there? And there's all these kind of like marginal issues to me. And I just think it's interesting. Like, even if you think that Tim is not 100% above board, like the fact that it's getting this conversation going, right? Like, I, I think that's important. I haven't seen any red flags from what he's done or his character or any of those things. 
I mean, this is a true story of people, children, that were rescued. At the end of the film, there's actual footage from the raid. Um, I remember hearing him being interviewed, and he was uh, describing that these children went into, like, recovery programs for a couple years. You know, rehabilitation, trauma therapy, counseling. And I don't know if that's something they offer for all the children they rescue. Hopefully it is. Um, but just his story in general, and that's not really a spoiler, but, I mean, he's months away from getting you know, potentially millions of dollars in pension money over the course of his, you know, depends on how long he he lives, but he's right there at retirement age as a government employee. And he's having a very frank conversation with his wife. Like, what do we do? I've got a time urgent pressing matter right here. We were successful on rescuing this, this, this son, this boy, this brother, and he's asking me, he's like, what about my sister? Can you help? And the government shut me down. My organization with Homeland Security shut me down. Do I break off and follow my heart, follow this calling, and leave all that money on the table? Right. You know? And his his wife had some poignant words. I can't quote it exactly, but she basically was like, Picture yourself standing before God, and here you are comfortable on one hand with your pension and enjoying retirement, and here you are going down the path of, of faith and love and and risk. Right. It's like which one do you think he wants you to go down? You know, it's just it was a gut check, and she was yeah. totally on board, which is wild yeah. because if she did not give the green light. Operation Railroad would not even exist. This whole story wouldn't exist. Yeah, and that was what they've been going for 10, 12 years yeah. now. And even this movie yeah. is old. Yeah, like because, five years old. So the, the raid is old. The story is uh, the actual movie was like done like five years ago. Yeah. And, and they couldn't find anybody to release it. And I guess it was Fox, I think, originally, and then Disney bought the rights or whatever or, or bought out something and Disney was sitting on it basically for years. Didn't want to touch it, release it, promote it. Very similar to Passion of the Christ. Yeah. With Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, and that's very telling. You know, I mean especially I'm hearing more and more stories about Disney and their connections to these types of things, whether it's trafficking, mind control, child abuse, satanic ritual abuse. Um, In Fiona Barnett's book, Eyes Wide Open, she talks about the, even the movies that we cherished movies, you know, Snow White, Cinderella, and all these movies from whatever the thirties or forties when they were made. And I'm not saying there's necessarily something wrong with the movie or, or watching it, but she, according to her, she was, those were used as part of the mind control programming. So they were actually created on purpose to be used in those situations. And um, Luke, you might not have heard like one of the most recent Blurry Creatures episode, but they had two ladies, SRA survivors, and I've never heard the amount of details about what they went through and saw, like even in Fiona's book, 
It's off the chart. I think it's episode 177. It's called like Children of the Woods or something like that. And they're talking about either seeing or experiencing like at the Disney parks world and Disneyland, you know, yeah, these, these things are happening right there in the parks. So I've got a question. I think we were going to get into it Mm because we were going to talk about some of the other voices, um, media sources that are talking about the movie. So obviously when movies come out, you know, it gets traction or it doesn't get traction and there's commentary and write-ups and reviews and all that type of stuff does so here's my question yeah does did who produced or owns the right to cuties that oh, movie the about netflix the movie the chill was it a netflix produced do you remember don was that a netflix original <clears throat> i netflix and that movie kind of or and that show kind of go together for me but yes. i don't know who actually i i know that netflix showed it but i don't you don't know if they've actually made. I have actually, no idea. I think I think I remember hearing about a specific director that that was the reason I bring yeah, it up. I think it was we were talking about Disney, and I I I'd thought for a second Disney might have been part of that, but whoever was part of it, there's when that came out, there was a lot of controversy. Is this sexualizing children? Yes. With you know they're they're twerking and they're obviously not even gone through puberty yet Mm -hmm. and but yet there was a lot of media sources that are defending it like rolling stones and they were just saying it's okay you know like this This is is a coming of age type of story well yet these same organizations news organizations like rolling stone rolling stone when they talk about sound of freedom they just i don't have the transcript in front of me they but they write it off Totally write it off. That's a good comparison, that dichotomy there, because, yeah, um, I think the the short video is a 15-minute um, interview, and I don't I don't know the host, but they were doing, like, a, a YouTube or a podcast recording, and they were showing the headlines. I think it was that one. It was either that or the Bill, Bill Schneblin review on Sound of Freedom I, was, I sent you guys. But they were showing the headlines defending cuties. And, you know, kind of, and then contrasting that to the headlines, uh, denigrating Sound of Freedom. And the Rolling Stone headline, I wish I remembered it verbatim or had it in front of me, but it was something like, um, a movie for, um, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy, conspiracy theorists, dads who have brain worms. Yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> right? Um, and that's a big thing that we were talking about is that they're trying to push it as this far fringe QAnon. This is sto- this is who it appeals to. This is a to. true story. This right. is a type movie that's kind of like Taken, you know? Right. A child, children are Taken. I'm sure many pe- people are li- uh, listening are familiar with the movie Taken. With, um, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, yeah. Amazing movie. Yeah. You know, he's special forces, retired, you know, doing ops still. And he's got a teenage daughter that goes to Europe. Mm-hmm. And he's mindful of all the red flags, all the things that, who are you going to be with? You know, and all this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, make sure and to check in at this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so sound of freedom that's this is a true story that's yeah. the bottom line yeah it's yeah the actors or even the individuals involved might talk about 
more things in interviews mm -hmm. that are going on because the movie only talks about human trafficking, this particular yeah. story of this the particular kids. mission. And it's interesting that the news outlets they want to talk about the fringe things and totally dismiss the story. Mm -hmm. And but the fringe things have validation because it's coming from multiple sources of of people that are survivors and and witnesses or the agents that are involved investigating this stuff that are coming across millions of pieces of of evidence right and then I th when you were talking i was thought about this so you take organizations that are bashing it cnn rolling stones msnbc well there's news clips you've probably seen this pete where they're they're taking the current uh backlash of sound of freedom and then they're finding old interviews from CNN praising Tim Ballard really? and Operation Railroad. Oh, yes. wow. Back eight years before the movie, when? before QAnon was even in the vocabulary of the public. Sure. So it's like, why are you changing? They're playing both sides, and it's, it's the political wins, partially, right? Just like you can go back and watch Obama in an interview while he's president say marriage is between a man and the woman and that's how it should be. Uh -huh. And it's like if he were a candidate for 2024, oh no, he would not be on the Democratic platform. I mean, geez, JFK would be a far-right Republican. It was under his watch that the White House changed colors. Yeah. no. Exactly. I mean, I know he said those words, but I mean, yes. the laws changed under his... right. But, but to your point, they do those things because that's where the Overton window is in the culture. And then once 5, 10 years, 20 years down the line, once the culture has shifted, now they can come and say what they really think. But um, well, one, one thing that I would add in, that was in the short movie that we saw was the um, um, what they pointed out was they take a kernel of truth – and then surround it with all the fringe stuff, and they and and then that's how you can pick apart basically any topic you're talking about. You can always say, well, there's always a little bit of truth in here, and obviously you have to discern what's truthful and what isn't truthful. Um, and you're always going to find things that are not completely accurate in every single story, no matter what it's about. Um, however, uh, when it comes to something like this, you're right; they're they are focusing on everything but the story. Yes, and that's a that's a good kind of word picture you put it in because, right? If you have, I mean, almost think of like Princess and the Pea. You know, you got a pea buried under twelve mattresses stacked to the ceiling. It's like they'll give lip service to the pea and go, "Yeah, that's that's going on. The sex trafficking that's going that yeah that happens. It's a problem." But then they spend the majority of their time talking about the mattresses and and all of these other things and to get the people watching those news programs or reading those articles to just dismiss the whole thing and go, oh, it's QAnon. Oh, it's this, it's that. And yeah, they just muddy the waters that way. Well, it's, it's the hiding in plain sight. It's, yeah. uh, and I, I think that that's the, that's the way of everything nowadays because every day some big story comes out about, you know, you know, high, high politics and some family they're getting, you can getting say it. involved Hunter in. You could say it, Hunter Biden's laptop. 
Okay, you know? we can. I mean, yeah. that's that's. I mean, it's been in the news. Hunter Biden's right. laptop. You know, yep. but yeah. they want to dismiss all the disgusting things, and there's even been deaths related yeah. to yeah. that laptop that, of federal imagine. agents that oh. have looked at it you and know, tried or, to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. But they the. They got to taint it in the most positive light. But you know what? It's effective. Yeah. I mean, you think of good attorneys. They're going to analyze that witness and find any dirt they can, and we're going to dismiss all the truth, and we're going to bring up the junk so that we can just dismiss that person altogether. Right. And, that, yeah, it's it's good that you bring up the uh, the attorney side of it because that's exactly what a defense attorney will do. And every single witness, regardless of, you know, you have your detective on the stand or your officer or or whoever, um, they're gonna they'll find one part of the report that might have a comma in the wrong place, and thus changes some of the meaning. And they'll park on that for hours. Yeah, I'm sure you can speak uh, in length about that. Being a detective, I mean, how meticulous as a as a police officer or as a detective you have to be. And if you miss one little part of the law, what the law says you must do as far as your chain of custody and all that type yeah. of stuff, they can destroy your case yes they can the, doug van dorn mentioned that too like he had posted something on his facebook a few years ago and it blew up it went viral but then it got like a strike or something on it and said this is false because he said something happened within 24 hours and it was actually by the time it was posted it was like 48 hours so, so yeah a technicality yeah technicality but uh, one thing I, I brought up to Luke uh, yesterday about this, Don, is um, do you remember like how the Democrats would say things like, oh, yes, of course, everyone agrees that abortion should be, you know, safe, rare and or safe, legal and rare. Right. Rare, we we rare. agree that, you know, it's it's not ideal. You know, we mm -hmm. don't want it to happen. But OK, if it has to or whatever, we want to leave the door open for it. And so it was almost like, let's give lip service to what everybody agrees that this is not the ideal situation. But then again, they're they're couching it away in an in couching it in a way that gives lip service to the idea that something's not good about it. But but and then and but leaving the door open. And I think there's a, a similarity to this where even in the CNN clip that um, is shown on this, the, the one I sent you, they, um, and I'll post a link to that um, on this episode for the listeners, uh, you'll, you'll hear the, the guests that they have on say, yes, we know sex trafficking goes on and, and mm -hmm. minors are abused and so on. And then moves right on to all of the ways to just marginalize anyone who considers watching this movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, another interesting thing. <laughs> so, I don't think in the Fiona Barnett documentary, um, the Candy Girl documentary that, that we talked about, you guys watched and we reviewed, I don't remember if she gets into the Kidmans so much. There at the Is, end she does. Does she? Is a little, okay. It's, it's she cool. talks about her dad. And yep. she Anthony. talked about Nicole. Yes. Okay. And I think the mom was there too. So. Yes. And it's quite a bit more in the book that she goes into the detail. But yeah, Nicole Kidman was apparently there, you know, observing these events, observing these rituals, 
cannibalism, all this garbage that was going on, sometimes right in the middle of a, you know, like a main church, like that good devout people would show up to in Sydney on a Sunday morning, Sydney, Australia. Um, so we go to see Sound of Freedom on July 3rd at AMC Theaters, which interestingly enough, the, um, the Bill Schneblin clip that I was just watching this morning on Rumble, so I'll just say this, uh, he, the original video got banned on YouTube within hours, of course, because he's mentioning, you know, Podesta and Clintons and all of these things, right? Because this ties back into Pizzagate, if you remember that, the Podesta emails. I, we, I have a slight memory of that. But I'm okay, not. we can talk about that a little okay. bit just to refresh maybe the listeners' memories on that one. But And who is the Clinton aide that was married to that congressman? Um. Yeah, Anthony Weiner right. and... And he had a laptop as well yes. that was maybe worse than Hunter Biden's. Yeah, that was her, like, right-hand lady, uh, Hillary's. The name is on the tip of my tongue, but... Anyway, yeah, if you look that up, um, you'll see her. If you look up Anthony Weiner. Um, yeah, so AMC, we, we were there early, so the commercials are going. And, of course, it's like all pharmaceutical stuff, like heavy pharma. Anyway, then that stops. Then there's the AMC intro. And who is on the screen for AMC talking about how fun it is to go to a movie theater but Nicole Kidman. And I thought, how ironic that there she is, smiling, looking at the screen, and you're you're in the theater and she's just, you know. Yeah, it's disgusting. Selling the, the movie. Selling the movie experience. Did you see that? Was Okay. Yeah. Was that did yeah. you go to an AMC? I did. Yeah. yeah. In Louisiana. Yeah. Total irony there. Um Okay, so some of the I don't want to say criticism, but some of the things that Bill Schneblin brought up is, okay, Angel Studios that that made the film and they made the Chosen series. Um, I guess they're... I think they didn't actually make the film. They didn't make? They purchased the rights. Okay. So I think we spoke of it earlier that it was made and ready to be distributed like five years ago. Okay. So I'm not sure who actually made it. Right. Um, I dig that up. But Angel Studios, who does have ties to The Chosen and distributed that, and Son of Man, I think, was one of their more recent ones. Okay. Um, they're like, we agree with this 100%. We're going to crowdfund oh, okay. the distribution of this, just like we've done other things. And they were able to snatch that from Disney or Fox or who up, who, had, who ended up having it oh, okay. uh, at the last. All right. Thank you for that clarification. So anyway, I guess they are tied to the Mormon church, the LDS. Are they? I didn't know that. Um, Tim Ballard's a Mormon. Mm-hmm. You know, and which makes sense because I think, and I think Glenn the, Beck. Jim is uh, a Catholic. Catholic, yep. Not that it matters, but it's yep, just... Yep, just pointing it out, um, because one of the um, critiques that Bill Schneblin had, and I think it's fair, is, you know, potentially some some of the revenue and funds could be going to the LDS church, okay. Um, and then, yeah, and of course, Glenn Beck, good guy, but he's also Mormon. Um, I He funded, like, six, eight months Right, so, of Tim yes. Ballard's operation. So, yeah, when he went on his own, um, I forget the story that Tim described, Tim Ballard. 
but basically there was uh, Tim Robbins, the motivational um, um, speaker. Tony Robbins. Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. Yep. So he's in a conference, and forget the particulars. He's right there, and he happens to pick out somebody from the crowd, like um, uh, dealing with charities and him willing to donate. Right. And the person in the audience knew of Tim Ballard and Operation Free, uh, Railroad. I'm messing up the... Operation Underground Railroad. Underground Railroad. O-U-R, yeah. And so that's when he got wind of it. He's like, what do you? What do they do? And he ended up being their biggest, even bigger than Glenn Beck. Oh. One of their first and one of the biggest. Tony Robbins did. Yes. Oh. Sponsors. Still great friends. Wow. There's some interviews of him and Tim together. Right. Um. And it's interesting. So we're talking about the criticism, but there's a lot of great people that are coming out yes. in support. Yes. In, that from the actors and musicians. I've heard, seen it. Uh, Jewel came out. Huh. Um, it's not just the people you would expect to be cheering this film. Sure. Um, and it's it's hit over a hundred million in That's the a, box office since uh, it That's came amazing. out. It beat. On uh, its official opening day was July fourth. It had better numbers than the new Indiana Jones, which I guess stinks. By and the way. then, <laughs> but, then there was yeah. a pit particular day as well. It actually did better than Mission Impossible. Wow! Now they're again trying to criticize that because people are paying it forward, pre-purchasing tickets, or there's. There's a bunch of tickets that have been bought. They're saying that people haven't even used, but that shouldn't matter. Okay. Because if, I mean, if you want to pad the numbers, I mean, numbers are still numbers. Whether it's a butt is in actual in yeah. the theater seats, if a ticket has been bought, it's, it's revenue earned, and it should count. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how all that works, that's, but that's fair. No, and I think that's good to point out here as, as we're discussing this that I think we're all in agreement that, and and Bill Schneblin in his commentary too, is the good outweighs any bad that might be there. That the fact that something like this is on so many theaters, it's getting a buzz, it's getting talked about, is pulling that thread of what's going on underneath the surface so that is good so anything that we have said or might say as we're talking about some of these elements that are maybe not as good as they could be we're very happy to have something like this so any of the people like i said at the beginning that have criticized oh is this part true or look into tim ballard or all this stuff okay maybe there's a shred of truth to some of that stuff the fact is 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 this is a very important topic that's getting talked about, right? And it is just scratching the surface because, again, go back to Fiona Barnett. She called the pedophilia sex trafficking a cover because that is like the outer layer. So a lot of times people will hear about that or or there'll be a sting and, you know, Dozen people or a survivor or might get counseling, mm-hmm. and there's incest, there's sexual assault, there's the, there's that type of stuff going on, and even as bad as that is, that you're right, a cover, and they if they aren't trained and they aren't using the Lord's discernment and yeah. the Holy Spirit, in my opinion, 
um, to get deeper. What was the motivation to right. all these things? Right. You know, it is deeper it than is deeper. just those things. Yeah. Now, so that's kind of like the outer layer, right? But then you move, and for some, that's all it is. It's, I have this fetish. I have this desire that I want to see fulfilled. I've got millions in the bank. Where can I go? Epstein's Island, you know, or some of these countries where this happens, you know, out in the open practically. But yeah, then there's many layers beyond that. And it is getting into the satanic ritual abuse, the the cannibalism, the rituals. And Fiona called it, she, she said, um, the spiritual is... If, if you're baking a cake, she says, the spiritual side of this whole issue, it's the flour. Like, it is the main part of the cake. and But at least getting the conversation going, right? So, um, and so I, that's why I appreciate, like, Bill Schneblin's commentary I keep bringing up. Because it is important to just, as people are talking about this movie and going to see it, hopefully... Because I think it is worth supporting that we all understand, and for the listeners now to understand that this is part of a larger system um, that goes on. It goes on in the LDS Church. I guess um, Bill Schneblin has, you know, good contacts and information because he's been at this work of exposing darkness for decades. He was a former Mormon, a former Satanist, a former Druid. I mean, he's done, he's done it all um, before he came to Christ. And so apparently the, the top of the top of the LDS church um, are Luciferians and participate in a lot of this, this kind of stuff. Um, of course, it's no surprise about the Roman Catholic Church and the child abuse that's gone on in there. And the cover-ups. Um, but then there's also CPS, Child Protective Services. There's, you know... Foster ch- care. Foster care. There's children being taken away for relatively minor things. And now they're in that system where they don't have the same oversight and guardianship. And a lot of times, I mean, gosh, this goes back to Fauci. I mean, in Robert Kennedy's book, there was children in the foster care system... Uh, in New York, and he was testing drugs on them. And I forget the number, but it was something like 60% of these children did not have the by-law guardianship that they're supposed to have to have an advocate. And so he was pumping them full of these horrible drugs and destroying their bodies, destroying their lives in many cases. There's mass graves, apparently, in New York from dozens of children he did this on so that whole foster care cps system is a ripe target for people to abuse children i guess your point is that you take this this movie that shouldn't be controversial because again it's a true story it's a feel-good movie in the sense that it has a happy ending but it's not a feel-good movie because of the subject because there's a lot that are not rescued. Right. And then there's a lot of rabbit trails you could go that's that's taken off of the the child trafficking, the sex trafficking, the kidnapping um that you, that is going to take you down a lot of different paths. I mean, even current events with the border crisis. 
Right. That was reported at Congress. There was 85,000 children have crossed the border. They don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Why is not any? Why isn't there a a mad scramble? Yeah. You know. Right. And and some of these, it's it's really disgusting to even think about. But some of these parents out there literally sell their children to politicians, to Hollywood stars. Um, I wish I could find this this interview I listened to several years ago, but but a person was doing research into like the missing persons, missing and exploited persons website or whatever. Forget what that's exactly called. And he was looking at the state by state comparisons and he noticed a strange anomaly near DC, like uh, what is it? Virginia is, is bordering it on the North and per capita, the numbers were far and away higher. These, these missing children's. And then one of the, data points was that I, f- I forget like how this would have been shown on the website but he said that they were not like a large portion of them they weren't even continuing to look for them so, so it was almost like runaways the, or missing persons or parents that are actually here you go and they're not looking for their children but they're, they're selling but it's them. being reported that my child's missing yeah yeah Something but like there that. is a lackluster effort right. to go recover them. Yeah. So it, as far as documentation, yeah, I've got this child. They got a social security number. They've gone. I'm reporting it, and that that came up in uh, Barnett's book that different tiers of of power, whether it's political power, medical power, meaning you know you're you're a doctor. Yep. Um, all these different elements. There's people that are part of it that will help cover the tracks, right. cover documents. Um, she talks about the coroner's office, you know, yes. being part of that, you know, and she or a particular doctor that's writing it off as suicide or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, we need to go back through all his notes because these are all lies. Yeah, that's right. There was uh, uh, Petraeus or whatever. So, so I mean, look at us. I mean, we're talking about Sound of Freedom. We're talking about saving the children, the true story, mm-hmm. Tim Ballard, positive message, and the fringe things that come off of this. That's what the media wants to, to focus their attention on because maybe it's harder to prove those things. Yes, and it's more fantastical. It's harder for people's paradigm right. to swallow it. But at the end of the day, I love the message. It's, I think they've coined it perfectly god's children are not for sale that's right and that's the main focus that everyone has to take when it comes to this movie yep that children's innocence their lives their very existence their soul is a precious thing and we've got to protect it as adults yeah Yeah. and we live in a day and age, so I heard it's described like this. It's easy to have a movie about the Holocaust 50 years later. It's easy to have a movie about genocide in Rwanda decades later. Yeah, It's harder to have a movie that talks about a subject like this while it's going on, while the numbers are rising. Sure. And yeah. it's harder to stand up and to be that voice of of. of uh, you know, that's that's screaming. 
we got to do something. We got to save these people. Yeah. When people got their fingers in their ears, they're denying it. I mean, look back to the Holocaust time. You had people in the towns just down the street from Auschwitz mm-hmm. that had their fingers in the ears, were lo- saying that's not taking place, did not want to investigate it, did not want to, even when the ashes were falling on their city and they would dismiss it. Hmm. From the crematoriums. Right. It wasn't until the Allied troops came in, took them by the hand, drug them into, that it became real. Yeah, they made them do cleanup, too, didn't they? They did, in a lot of cases. Yeah. yeah. So that's what this movie is about. Right. We're in the midst of a pandemic. Sure. When it comes to the slave trade that is eclipsing the drug trade. And, and that's what one thing that was in the film that's mm-hmm. very just pops you in the face. You could sell drugs once. You could sell a child five, six times a day for 10 years. Right. Day after day after day. Over and over. And that money that's changing hands, astronomical. Um, Yeah, no, that's a good point. It reminds me, Luke, of uh, Prophet Jeremiah, you know, the weeping prophet. (laughs) Pretty unpopular things he had to say because it was right in the midst of of what was going on. Um, and again, I just want to connect it and have, you know, people understand and go deeper into this stuff because of the innocence of children, you know, the Satan and, and his cohort and those that are of the, that ilk, the, the Nephilim hosts, as, um, Laura Sanger would call it. Um, they recognize this. They understand those spiritual laws. And these types of defilements have repercussions on the land that they take place in, whether you know it or not, if it's going on in your city or whatever. And it has an effect on giving the powers of darkness more power. And so as we push back against these things, we we are limiting the power and scope of what um, the evil, the fallen angels, the demons, the Nephilim agenda are able to do. And and that's part of it, too, because, again, the whole thing is a spiritual issue. But but like you said, I think, you know, everyone should be able to get behind, whether you understand or agree with some of those spiritual aspects, if you're listening right now, you know, we should all be able to get behind uh, protecting children. And, the, and obviously this is very controversial today because we see a movement in the United States that is the exact opposite. I mean, when you have naked men on bicycles right down the street. Yeah. Right down the street. We are close to Madison, Wisconsin. They had naked men Last month, Pride Month. Oh, right. Along with naked children. Unbelievable. And the cops obviously aren't going to... I saw an interview or a video of this guy. He's dressed up in in uh, rainbow stuff. He comes up to some cops. I don't know what city he was in. And he's like, if I choose to get naked, are you going to arrest me? And they, you, they hesitated. But they knew. It's like, well, what's going on with the parades and stuff like that? They're like, well, as long as you're not erect, no, as long as you're not doing anything sexual, wow. gratification-wise, yeah, we're we're gonna let it slide. Wow. And even in, and I'm from New Orleans, where 
or live in New Orleans. Yeah. Bourbon Street, what it's known for, the adult Mardi Gras section. Because yep. most of the Mardi Gras parades are family friendly, but that one tends to be a little more. Okay. Um, you know, with flashing tops and stuff. Yep. Well, if you expose your genitalia, you'll get arrested. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's changed. Or maybe it, 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 you, that slides in June. Right. So the reason I'm bringing that up is the push to normalize the sexualization of children or the drag tr- drag queens exposing their agenda right. on young, innocent children. Yep. And it does make a difference. It's, n- it's the exact opposite of what this film's talking about. You're not protecting children when you expose them to that. Yeah. It's not healthy for a child to understand. There's a time when a child, and people can, parents can argue when, but I think, in my personal opinion, it's up to the parents to have that conversation with your children. Sure. You know, the birds and the bees. Yeah. It shouldn't be taught by the government, the school system. When they go to the library, they shouldn't have to see the books right there in their face. Well, even the, the you know? as they called it, the don't say gay bill with DeSantis in Florida. He's like, this should not be controversial that we don't want to subject this type of indoctrination to someone under age 10 or whatever it was. You know, less than fifth grade. <laughs> like, what is the, why, why are people like, yes, I want my first grader to be because that's the thing they want to politicize it and normalize it so that you if you push back against it you're the enemy a um, couple other uh, short points on that uh, that uh, Bill Schneblin talked about in that video and I'll, I'll post a link to that too the the rumble because the the YouTube one got taken down and he had to re-record it and avoid some topics but apparently on the Department of Justice US Department of Justice website just a few months ago, they used to have as their areas of concern, and I guess they had a list. This is what Bill was saying in this video. They had a list, and they removed uh, sex trafficking of minors from the website, hmm. like last March, as an area of concern. So it used to be on there. They took it off. That's telling. Wow. Um, Pizzagate, we didn't really get into. That's okay. That's a whole big can of worms there but that's the podesta emails that were leaked and all of the known fbi lingo the the terms that were used i mean very very strange emails so you can just say there's there's more going on than than what's being written and and there's a lot to that so that was another thing just like QAnon, they tried to marginalize it um can you explain what yeah. QAnon is I don't know that I have a firm grasp on it other than it is so there I think believe there's like maybe an anonymous source that kind of puts out these posts and then there are the kind of the followers that that are are uh part of the this information that's getting re- uh, released and it is along conspiratorial lines as far as what's really going on in the world politically, whether it's sex trafficking, whether it's, you know, nation rising up against nation or what kind of psyop the government is working on against people. So it's it's things that most people's paradigms, they don't have the capacity. So if you are an understand. individual that like to investigate yeah, 
and to seek out the truth, which that shouldn't be controversial, you know, to seek out the truth. Yeah, wherever it leads. And you happen to find a subject that not the the, the main media isn't talking about, that could fall under the, co- the, the description of QAnon. It could, even if it's not directly related to... Honestly, I, I, the QAnon I, I, source. I, I, it frustrates me because, and I, I hate to go there, mm-hmm. when someone calls another person racist. Right. You know, how that term can be just thrown at anybody. Yep. And as a trump card, boom. And then you're immediately, immediately you, you've got, uh, oh, what's the, uh, you got the scarlet letter on your, yeah. your, you know, it's like you've been marked. And it's like, wait, let's let's dig into the facts. What did I really say? Right. You know, let's get into the truth. Well, I mean, remember cl- yeah. how weather manipulation was talked about and how it was considered fringe and controversial, like yep. spiratory. Now they're coming out and talking about that they're doing it. They're not even <laughs> hiding about it anymore. Right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, just- no, no, you're right. And I think we live in a day and age where people are it's bread and circuses or or as um mike maloney from goldsilver.com would say when i was i was learning about how the monetary system works and things like that he would he would say you know uh when the great wealth transfer happens uh people are going to be shocked out of their beer and football induced comas because we're just we're too busy we don't have any money because because of taxes and inflation, and we just we just want to sit down and watch TV, and most people don't have time or interest in looking at all this stuff, and that's where that's they want to keep us there. And so, if we only have a few moments, and we see a headline that says how racist Trump is, or or whatever, right? We see that we go, oh, that's all I need to know about it. Move on. Nothing to see here. And that's that's the soundbite society that we built our news system. All right. Uh, one last thing on that is uh, this was kind of interesting. We might want to dig into this sometime. Was uh, Bill Sh- Bill Schneblin said that MK Ultra, the mind control CIA program, switched to Monarch. It's called Monarch since the 1970s. I did not know that. So I guess that's that's can you the uh, post a link to his in. Uh yeah. Discussion on Rumble. Yeah, I will do that in the description. Because I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I was just trying to cram for it this morning while I'm cooking us breakfast. So, all right. So, let's shift gears. Enough on that topic for now. But, um, yeah, do your own research, guys, because these are important topics. And when you understand, again, we've we've talked many episodes about Canaanite altars that Tim Bentz dealt with, that this goes right back to Genesis 6 and the Nephilim. You know, ritual abuse and sacrifice of children is part of that system that has gone on. And it's a spiritual system, right? It's not just evil people. And it still goes on today. There's nothing new under the sun, as it says in Ecclesiastes. And, um, you know, the organ trans, uh, mm-hmm. organ um, harvesting, harvesting yeah. and all the evil stuff that takes place. Um around the world, even to this present day, it's all tied to it. And I think if nothing else, I'm just reminded 
look past the noise, do your own research. Don't just listen to the sound bites. Right. Take a little time and effort to find out for yourself. I, I try to treat people this way. If I hear from somebody, oh, this coworker of mine, Billy, oh, he's so bad, blah, 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 blah. But I've never worked with him. Right. I've never talked to him face to face. Yeah. Don't listen to the noise. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Give him a clean slate. Yeah. Trust but verify. Go, yes. go figure it out and see what you come up with. Right. And use multiple sources, you yeah. know, when it comes to news. Yeah, to corroborate. And and hold something in your mind as I think it was Aristotle that said the mark of intelligence is to be able to to hold something in your mind that you do not yet agree with, but suspend it there for a time long enough for you to kind of wrestle with it and chew on it, right? Don't just push it away the moment it doesn't jive with your paradigm. Any other thoughts, Don, you want to add? No, I think that that I think that that wrapped up everything really good. Okay, thank you, sir. All right, so shifting gears, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I wanted to to pick your brains, or or actually just get some discussion going on something that occurred to me this week. Okay, so revelation, right? Every word of God is true. John's revelation, the last book of the Bible. A lot of things misunderstood, a lot of controversy. Has it happened? Is it partially fulfilled? What's yet to come? You know, and we've talked about that. That's why we named the show The Days of Noah, because this is, we believe there are a fuller fulfillment of these prophecies yet to come. And Satan is very familiar, more than we are, with every word of Scripture. He's been around a long time. He knows about... I think it's his least favorite chapter. Is it, what, 21 or 19, where he's thrown into the lake of fire, whatever chapter of Revelation? The least favorite chapter, of course. Um, so here's the question that, that came to mind. Um, this whole system, the one-world government, one-world religion, one-world currency, and then you have the tribulation, right? And then however the millennial reign happens, you know, there's a lot of discussion on that. Okay, it comes to his final end. But all of these things have to happen. They're in the Bible. They're going to be fulfilled at some point. And I think we'd all agree that we can push back against that. We can pray against that. We can delay it. And we should. But eventually these things will happen. Okay. Satan knows this. Now, we've talked. sometimes we've talked about like him trying to beat God on a technicality. Right, because God is self-limiting. He has established the rules of the kingdom and how the spiritual rules work and how much freedom Satan and his enemies have and how much freedom humans have. And if we're open more to God, then then that side gets power. And if we're open more to the evil in our flesh, then that side gains power. So all those rules are understood by the powers of darkness. Okay. So it occurred to me this week... Why couldn't Satan simply not push his, you know, the, the ones at the top, the elites, the ones that are, are you know, the, the Council on Foreign Relations, the, the Bohemian Grove, right, the um, Skull and Bones, all of these secret societies and things probably we've never heard of. 
that are the satanic elite, and we've talked probably some of them aren't even human. They're probably Nephilim hybrids at the very top, okay? Why wouldn't he just change direction and prove God to be a liar by not pushing a one-world government or one-world religion? Why wouldn't he just, 2023, July 2023 right now, why wouldn't he just keep things as it is? All right, he's already doing all this underground stuff. You know, there's atrocities happening in churches. There's atrocities happening in deep underground military bases. There's trafficking. There's a ritual abuse. Just keep it going. Why push what's going to happen in Revelation? Because if he knows his end is the lake of fire, why wouldn't he subvert God and, and say, Aha! I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that bait car officer that you that you set on the car. I'm not gonna steal that car. I know it's a bait car. As long as I don't take that car, I'm not gonna get caught. So why doesn't he do that? What mm. what is it about I don't know. What is it about <laughs> what is it about Satan and his agenda that knowing the very words of scripture and the and how it says it's going to end he's going to play he's going to let himself play right into god's hands my my thought on that is that i think satan in the end thinks that he's going to pull something out i think that he reads revelation he knows it better than we do um, at the same time says, well, yeah, that's that's God's, you know, fairy fairy tale book and right. I'm gonna come back in the end and this is gonna happen. That's that's what I think Satan thinks. Obviously I can't go into that uh um you know mindset or anything like that. Um there's also to the other side of that, there's also that Satan's plan could be a runaway truck that just you know, he, he just doesn't care. He's like, we're gonna, I'm gonna do as much damage as I can. Go out blazing. Go out, go out in a blaze of glory. Um, that could be something. Um, That's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought of that. Or it could just be, you know, he's so, since he's a father of lies, he just he he believes his own, his own truth, which happened to be lies, hmm. that he's just deceives himself. Yeah. You know. Kind of like what you're saying. He he reads the book. He knows the book. He sees what it says, but he doesn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. He's so full of the opposite of the truth that he believes it so wholeheartedly, almost like I can make it not happen. Right. I can actually defeat God yes. by creating this army or, you know, the technicality or whatever. Yeah. So that's I, I think I think it's more that mm-hmm. it, it, he's he's uh, to quote Pastor Doug Riggs he's caught in a double bind you know he he can't go forward he can't go backwards mm. he's caught and um and and he's just deceived himself so he just keeps moving forward that's interesting yeah and now that okay so the what you guys said. And part of it I didn't expect, so I appreciate your thoughts on that. But what I was expecting you guys to say, and you did, 
is that he does think he's going to win. And that's something that I think we've talked about. Um, I know they've mentioned it on Blurry Creatures with some of their guests. Does the dark side actually think they're going to win? And they've had some guests say, no, they know, or, or, or some think they're going to win. Maybe the lesser demons think that, yeah, our side's going to rally and win, you know. But I, I agree with you. I think Satan feels like, and I never would have entertained this thought maybe prior to a year ago. Because I always thought and I always wondered, why doesn't God just zap this guy? Get rid of him. Why are you letting him stick around and, and be a thorn in your side and humanity's side that you love? The image bearers of you, humanity? You're letting this go on. Well, as we're understanding and unpacking on our show and learning from others, there are cosmic rules to how the spiritual system works. And God has constrained himself by his own sovereignty that these things are going to be this way. Satan knows those rules very well, better than we do. And so I think Satan, knowing that God is constrained to his own decrees, is trying to win in some way, shape, or form, knowing that he isn't going to simply like uh, Thanos, is it, in uh, Mm -hmm. the Marvel movies? He isn't going to snap his fingers and Satan poofs away into nothingness, which he absolutely has the power to Uh do, but he is not going to do because of however he created the rules of the spiritual world, right? So Satan knows that. So yeah, I think he does actually think he's going to win or he can win. And maybe with a Nephilim army, you know, the breeding program we've talked about, all these things going on and then getting enough of humanity on his side and enough defilement by the trafficking and the ritual abuse and all these other things that he can garner enough strength to to do something. But like you said, Luke, I think his mind is corrupted by his own fruit. Because how how do you <laughs> how do you read those words of revelation and not go, "Oh man, if I don't 100% nail this plan." Mhm. It says right there, this is what's happening to me. So he's got a lot on the line, but maybe like you said, what Patrick, Pastor Doug said is is right. He's in a bind, and he's going to go out in a blaze of glory. So, anyway, something thought-provoking that I thought of this week, and I hadn't heard anybody ask. I know that we've talked about, and others have talked about, can't, do they believe they can win against God? But I think it's interesting that... He's going to pursue this one world government and religion despite the fact that where it says in Revelation it's going to end. He's going to do it anyway. So, anyway, with that, we will wrap up. I know Luke wants to get on his cycle, get out and ride. We're stuck here in this stuffy basement where I have my office here. Thank you, Don, for coming over. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's good to, good to see you and and good to get this gang together. We've we've done a, a good group of episodes together, and so it's awesome having Luke here in person. So uh, with that, we will sign off. And uh, don't forget to uh, like, share, and subscribe and follow our work on your favorite podcast platform. 
and give us a five-star review. Take a few minutes to do that, even if you just click five stars. Um, It does really help to grow the channel. And with that, we will see you next week. Take care. God bless. shocked they'll be like who is that guy with the clear voice he's not on like a cellular phone anymore because they're used to the sound of your airpods right which is not bad it's just it has that classic like you're on the phone sound oh yeah so well you ought to introduce him as studio yeah in in studio in studio we will this episode of the days of noah is brought to you by clarbron Try all of their delicious flavors, like this, black cherry. Mmm, refreshing.